Hi there, guten Morgen. I have a, I have little sweet taser here on my shoulder. It's a, I think it's a girl. She's a chick. Samani chick. I don't know what just happened there, but uh, yeah, they they keep cutting me off. Um, Tommy Tuberville reported my tweet and got me um, got my account frozen for 15 hours for so-called abusive behavior. I call it frustrated behavior, exasperated, and outraged. But anyway, um, yeah, here I'll read the, I'll read the so-called offending tweet. Oh. 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 What do you know? Let's see here. I'm out of storage. Come on, man. Photos, library, screenshots. Here we go. So civil rights, the Justice Department. What about doing your job, Justice Department? Charge Tommy Tuberville and all the other Republicans with treason, terrorism, and remove them all at once from office, motherfuckers, MFers. Charge and disqualify 160-plus traitors and Trump now. Effing cowards, I'll fire all of you. Christopher Perez, Trump for prison. So I removed it, and I... Uh, so they're, um, instead of appealing it, should have appealed. At any rate, um, so I removed it, but I'm still not allowed to post or anything for, what was it, 15 hours? And it says, uh, you are removing the content of your tweet and all other edited versions of the tweet. And for going the option to appeal this violation, please note that the original content will be replaced with a notice stating your tweet is no longer available because it violated the Twitter rules. This notice will be accessible via direct URL via your profile timeline for 14 days. Anyway, so that's what uh, Twitter's all about these days. And uh, I've been, I just posted like three times on the Justice Department website. I think that one was removed. I think it was because Tommy Tuberville had it removed or uh, had it um, reported it. So it wouldn't be seen. But uh, yeah, I posted. Handy ah. hmm. memories. There we go. Posted this. Good morning, America. Three I'm times. This morning and every morning until they do their damn job. I'm calling on the Justice Department to charge old diaper guy with treason and terrorism and immediately disqualify him from public office.
also calling on the Justice Department to charge 160 plus GOP traitors in the Congress for insurrection and remove them immediately from office so we can have special elections and abolish the Electoral College. Before 2024. Good morning, America. I'm Christopher Press. This Sorry. morning. Right. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing. And, um, let's see here. Brian Tyler Cohen uploaded Republican stuff on major loss of crucial swing stake. The damage report Donald Trump's D Day just got a lot closer. That sounds intriguing. Good morning, everyone. How is it going? Today's Thursday. I'm John Arula. This is the free fork, and we have some stuff to discuss, including ice cream news. That'll be coming up in just a few. Uh, but I am glad that you're here, not only for the free show, but also in 31 minutes, we go live with the Amazon Butcher is going to be joining us. It should be a lot of fun, a lot of news to talk about. We've got some ones that finally going to talk about why quitting. Wait, am I muted? People are saying I'm muted. Can you hear me? Am I audible? I'm kind of audible. Anyway. Hello, everyone. I think that's fine. I didn't say Phoenix that time. Probably something we're going to be for a very long time. But anyway. We do have a lot we're going to be talking about. We do have to talk uh, about demons. The right is trying to make the, the discourse around the 2024 election as centered around demonic invasion as possible. And as cool as that sounds, I actually have a... My next novel is likely to be about demons. We'll talk about that at some point. Uh, also kind of, yeah. Chris Christie clashing with Donald Trump. Always fun. We're going to have that. We have to talk about climate change more. I understand that nobody cares and nobody will watch the videos. It probably harms the channel's performance, but our world is uh, being destroyed. I kind of feel like, you know, moving around through what's left of our civilization under the baking sun. I want to at least know that I tried to help when I could so we'll be talking about that. Uh, oh, also, Thank you. 
to reality, our partisanship, our tribalism. I understand that most people willingly filter everything through their tribal affiliation. But at some point, good, thinking, reasonable people need to say, no, no farther. I don't care if you wear a red hat or a blue hat. Ben and Jerry's ice cream is not terrible, you insane lunatic of a monster. I'm not saying it has to be your, your favorite ice cream. I do think it should be your favorite ice cream, but I'm not saying it has to be your favorite ice cream. Talenti gelato is pretty good, okay? But it is objectively good ice cream. If you do not like Ben and Jerry's, maybe you just don't like ice cream. Have you considered that? Justice Remix? Stephen Colbert's flavor? Cinnamon buns? Do I need to go on? The salted caramel core? What game are we playing with our politics now? That just because you don't like Ben and Jerry, you're gonna fucking pretend that you don't like their ice cream? You fucking know that Donald Trump loves that ice cream. You know that he eats that ice cream. We all do. The right will, they'll boycott Bud Light. They're not boycotting. Ben and Jerry's. The name's not everybody. Wheels up a bit. Been here for seven months. There's lots of answers and messages. It won't be funny to you. I feel so much is so indisputable, but I stand with Benny. I appreciate that. I appreciate your, your passion and your conviction. Thank you for your support. Nate Pittsburgh, welcome to the membership. Glad to have you here um, as well. Really fast, I just want to give a quick response to a headline. Why cocaine was in the White House will stay a mystery, according to the Secret Service. Churray for churros. Huh. A new cinnamon flavor. I've been pushing for more cinnamon flavors. I'm going to be happy that. Anyway, um, and then on the cocaine thing, like Nancy Mates interviewed about it. Someone always ends up lying about unsavory activity around the Bidens. Look, am I saying that it's a great look to have cocaine in the White House? No. Preferably, I think you would not have cocaine in the White House. 
But if we were, if regular people were to sit down and start writing a list about what would be really bad if it were to take place in the White House? What would be the worst thing from our point of view, from the point of view of our republic? Where would cocaine existing be on that list? Like Nancy Mace. So some Republicans have said that this sort of story is planted. The cocaine was literally planted to distract from bigger issues. Some Republicans have said that. Every other Republican is losing their minds over the cocaine because they want it to be a distraction from other issues. Not to protect Joe Biden, but to protect all of them. They want you to think about the worst thing that could happen in the White House being whether someone is caught doing drugs or not. That should not even be on the fucking radar. I'm, not, I'm much less interested about the cocaine laying on a desk in the White House than the fucking bribe. The hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes, some of that might be spent on cocaine, but it's not the spending habits that bother me, it's the buying of politicians. The fact that Joe Biden is not doing nearly enough is what bothers me, not the idea that while he's not doing enough, what he might be doing is coke. Anyway, he's pretty good kid dragon here. He's such a basic, he probably thinks it's the ice cream brand, the dark brand, and eats hella dragon squad, maybe. What, is there a conservative ice cream brand that I'm missing? YTP Renewed says, even if you think Ben and Jerry's the devil, giving the devil to do is not a courtesy of the devil, but it's a duty to honesty of self. I like that. Comrade Iron. First of all, this is a badass name. Did you change your name because the picture's very familiar, but the name is not super familiar? But you've been here for 30 months. Thank you for being here. That's a badass name. Okay, uh, let's jump to other news. Uh, we're not going to be able to really do much on this, but Geraldo, who left Fox after many, many years, is now spilling the beans in a view. I think, uh, I, I know that Brett is sort of our view correspondent, so I think we'll be saving that for tomorrow's show. We will get into that tomorrow. He has some views. I want to provide a little bit more good news, though. That would be Representative Ruben Gallego has raised $3.1 million in the second quarter for his Senate bid against Kirsten Sinema. By the way, I'm not, I'm not saying that Ruben Gallego is the best candidate that could possibly go up against Kirsten Sinema. Uh, I think that Ruben Gallego is a lot better than a lot of other people that could go up against Kirsten Sinema. And as of right now, he's the highest profile uh, Democrat likely to take her on. And so for that reason, um, $3.1 million will help. I want Kirsten Cinema gone. There are a lot of priorities that we need to have, and that maybe we would disagree on for 2024. But getting rid of Kirsten Cinema is a must. People like Kirsten Cinema and George Santos. On the lying side, the lying is the worst thing that happens to government, just like the cocaine is the worst thing. Uh, but I do think that we cannot abide by people like fundamentally lying to get elected. That is not sustainable for democracy to function. And then when you get to Kirsten Cinema, of course, she has almost single-handedly destroyed the hopes and dreams of many progressives for things to actually fucking get done by Joe Biden. So uh, when she loses, if she loses, I am going to pop a bottle of champagne, and then I'm going to drink that bottle of champagne. I might die, but at least I'll die in the knowledge that Kirsten Cinema no longer has any political power. <laughs> That's a prediction for you. Anyway, some conservatives have 
condemned Tucker Carlson for his two and a half hour interview with Andrew Tate. I'm not going to give them like a ton of credit or whatever, but um, I like the idea that some Why? people think that it's weird that you have a guy on who's facing rape and human trafficking charges, who has bragged about moving to a part of the world where it's easier to get away with rape, uh, all amidst you pushing a message that rape and human trafficking is the worst thing happening right now, but you never have a problem with it when you find a person who's actually done the rape and human trafficking, and then you interview him for two and a half hours, and you never push back critically. You take the paper shield of innocent until proven guilty, which is both true and not nearly as interesting as they think it is, to then say, well, if you're innocent until proven guilty, then I cannot even for a second stop and consider the possibility that you might be guilty, nor will I ask any questions about it. Two and a half hours, not a single second of it interesting. going to jump to our main story in just a sec. That main story is, I will remind you, that Ben & Jerry's now has a churro flavor. We'll talk about it, but we do have to end with it. Uh, but thank you to the 2,000 of you who are already here. Uh, Arizona's probe into efforts to overturn the results of their election are moving forward. That is not, by the way, what the headline is referring to. Um, no, 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 I'm not saying that Romania is that. I'm saying he has said that Romania is that. It reflects poorly on him, not on Romania. Um, but it is a reminder that there, like, when I go through the list of all of the legal challenges facing Donald Trump, I almost always forget one or two, but we should also bear in mind there are others that might not have reached the national level, like that we might not even be familiar with. I didn't know that Arizona had a high, high, high level pro, uh, uh, probe into that. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I want to talk about is one of the maybe two uh, challenges facing Donald Trump that I think are the substantive most important. Really fast. Sam says, hey John, what movie are you more excited to watch? Mission Impossible 7, Barbie, or Oppenheimer? Also thoughts on the actor strike. Uh, first of all, I 100, I 190% support the actor strike if they do. Wait, I'm still waiting to find out exactly what's going to happen and what the timeline is. We thought it would happen at midnight last night. Um, I would likely be participating in it. I'm obviously not an actor or anything, but I will be supporting it. Um, on the movies, out of those three, probably Barbie. I'm, I, I don't have a problem with Mission Impossible. I watched, I think, the last one and I liked it. It's just not an IP that I have like a strong affiliation with. Oppenheimer, I'm sure I'll watch. Yeah, I like those two. Um, but I, I don't have super high expectations for it. My wife really wants to see Barbie, so we're going to see Barbie. Brand Stanfield, Terry Garcia is my jam. Congratulations on your new Baby Dragon 2. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so the two challenges that are most significant to him are not the ones that it's not easy to carol, it's not the classified documents. I mean, classified documents is number three. Uh, the top two are January 6th and Fulton County. I'm not, the others are important. I'm just saying that I think substantively it is more obviously obvious that these are important. And so uh, the grand jury that could put forward indictments on Trump in Georgia is being picked literally as we speak. That means that we are taking a big step forward to those actual indictments coming down. And if you recall, maybe a month ago, on a pre-show, we were talking about what the expected timeline for those indictments is, and the idea had been that that would be August. 
that at some point, second, third week of August, we should expect those indictments. Um, they will be perfectly timed for me to probably be on paternity leave and not be able to comment on. So that will be fun. But if we expect that it's that, that's about a month away, in theory, that sounds about right. They get the, uh, the grand jury together right now. They spend the next three, four weeks working with them. And they come up with the list of actual indictments. Now, maybe at that point, by the way, it all falls apart. Maybe at that point, super unconvincing. I find that hard to believe, considering what we already know about the phone call, the big phone call, um, where he says, just find me the literal exact number of votes that I need to win. I don't care. Just find the votes. All of us are supposed to be like, hmm, I wonder what evidence they have. I wonder if they can prove intent, if they can prove motive. Everybody already knows exactly what happened. It's very similar in that way to the classified documents thing. We already know exactly what it did, because he has bragged about it very openly. On phone calls, actually, on tape. So we already know all that. But this one isn't the most significant threat, what I uh, allude to in the title, just because of how cut and dried it is, but also because of how significant it is. There have been dozens and dozens of things over the past five years to talk about in this way. This is a significant one. They tried to nullify millions of votes in Georgia to steal votes in the Electoral College to attempt to steal presidential elections. More blatantly than we've ever seen. And we've seen things like that in the past. There have been efforts to include voter suppression and ongoing attempts to do that.
thank you all for being here for, I didn't even try to get you to 1,000 likes, but you, but you did anyway. So thank you to the 2,500 of you who are here. I do appreciate your support, watching the show, discussing the stuff, caring about it. Caring is in short supply. Rage is a renewable resource. We see that on the right. Hatred, xenophobia, fear, jealousy, lust. There's a lot of that stuff. But just honestly caring about what's going on is uh, more rare than perhaps we would have thought growing up that it would be. So I appreciate people caring. That said, In their latest committee hearing to backfire incredibly, MAGA Republicans attacked FBI Director Christopher Wray, a Republican, a Trump appointee, with deranged conspiracy theories about how Wray and the FBI were involved in causing the January 6th insurrection and how they discriminate against conservatives. He is a Trump appointee. Christopher Ray and Democratic members of Congress push back some great messaging from Democrats. So for all those who say Democrats, their problems messaging, this is some great messaging actually coming from the new Democratic Party. They exposed the insanity of MAGA Republicans at this hearing. Also, MAGA Republicans are doubling down of their support of that missing fake whistleblower who in actuality is an indicted fugitive on the run, an unlawful agent of China, an unlawful arms dealer for Iran and Libya. MAGA Republicans, get this, they say the fact that the fake whistleblower is working for the CCP unlawfully it makes him more credible. They like him more. When you say 1984 on steroids, these MAGA Republicans have lost their mind. Well, they lost it a long time ago. Some big updates to report in Special Counsel Jack Smith's criminal investigation of Donald Trump's 2020 election interference. The New York Times just reporting that Donald Trump's son-in-law and former senior advisor that no America ever wanted in the White House, who couldn't even get a security Security clearance with the leader of Saudi Arabia, MBS Bragg, was, quote, in his pocket. Yes, Jared Kushner testified before the federal criminal grand jury investigating Donald Trump's crimes last month. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson spoke with special counsel Jack Smith earlier this year about criminal election interference by Donald Trump in Michigan. And in the federal case already filed against Donald Trump for the unlawful retention of national defense information, obstruction of justice, and other crimes that are in federal court in Florida. Special counsel Jack Smith filed a scathing response to Donald Trump's request to continue trial to some undefined date in the future after the November 2024 election. Jack Smith filing says that Donald Trump's legal arguments, especially those about the Presidential Records Act, you know, the Sox case, borders on the frivolous. Also, a New York appeals court made a big, big decision earlier in the date, stating that the state's congressional maps need to be rejoined, uh, redrawn, siding with Democrats in a case that would allow Democrats to shift as many as six GOP 
held seats in their direction. So you take what's going on there, what's going on in Alabama, what's going on in Louisiana, shaping up to be a lot more seats that should go Democrat in the upcoming elections. And slowly, but that's a good thing, because slowly but surely, President Biden is like repairing a lot of things. He's repairing the U.S. healthcare system, reversing a number of Trump-era sabotage, and ensuring millions of more Americans get access to affordable coverage. Uh, border crossings in June plummeted. Sweden, close to becoming NATO's 32nd mayor. U.S. Uh, member, the U.S. is producing more oil domestically today than it did at the same time here in 2019. So all of those MAGA Republican drill, baby drill stuff is just complete nonsense. Inflation has now dropped to 3%, which means for 12 months in a row, inflation has lowered thanks to the Inflation Reduction Act. Job growth is up, up, up. Folks, this is the Midas Touch Podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis. We'll spare you the conversation that we had before we started, but it involved a lot of uh, discussions about our workouts right before the episode and how that impacts our appearance. But we'll I think the people, I, I think the people want to hear about it. Honestly, though, I think they want to hear about me crushing it on the Peloton. You, how many miles? How many miles? You, you be? You're not quite being as good as you were in your heyday, you know. But 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 you know, you got to try your best. That, that that's all we can ask. But Jordy's bench pressing like 450 pounds or something crazy oh, right now. I, I like the only reason we did because I just got off the bike, so I'm like glowing right now. I'm I, I like sweat for like two you're hours after glowing. the bike. You're, right, you're I, always glowing. I got that glow. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. Always, always there to, always there to boost me up. But no, I mean, we sure, certainly got a lot of show today, huh? Even while I was on the bike, I was like, news, 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 news. The hitch just keep on coming. Jack Smith <laughs> right now is moving at a such a quick pace that it is absolutely stunning to see. And judging by what he's doing and looking at the messages that we're seeing come out of Donald Trump's social media account, it's really right now starting to feel like something big is brewing. So all eyes on the January 6th investigation um, into Donald Trump's 2020 election interference. A lot is cooking there. And we're on a really good trajectory right now. It feels like the tide has turned on a lot of things. And I think people are really going to be feeling this on a personal level very soon as the economy changes, as we see progress at the border. There's a lot of good news to talk about. Excited to get into it all with the Midas Mighty. Jordy, what's new tonight? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Just an immediate correction at the onset of this podcast. I do not bench 400 pounds. I don't think the strongest man in the world even benches no, 400 pounds. So bench 400 I don't want to be spread. I don't want to be spreading any false rumors out there. It's actually not true. I'm doing great. I'm so excited for the show. I was thinking about you when you were on the Peloton because I think the Rudy news broke when you were just on the bike just now. And and we got a lot of show tonight, just like you said. That's why I literally can't do anything. Like the no, second, you, you can't. You can't do anything. I make plans, the second I leave my house, something big happens. And it's gotten to a point where the new joke now on Twitter or on threads or on whatever social media app of the day that I'm going on, um, you got people reaching out to me saying, Brett, we need more indictments. Can you please go on a trip somewhere? <laughs> Brett, we need more indictments. Can you please get True. an haircut? And, that's, and like, it happens more often than not where I'm away and something happens. So there's something going on in the universe, but Ben, why don't we get into it? What's what's new out there? In the, in I mean, let's just start with some breaking news. One of the reasons why I love doing this show live is because usually right when we go live, the final stories of the day will break if they haven't already, and we can incorporate them into our live podcast. So we just learned that 
Judge Beryl Howell, the federal judge in Washington, D.C., who's presiding over the defamation case brought by Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss against Rudy Giuliani for defamation, has just sanctioned Rudy Giuliani, uh-huh. ordering him to pay $89,000 <laughs> plus in attorney's fees to Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman, and also threatening to hold him in contempt of court if he doesn't comply with obligations to turn over more documents. I actually thought that the sanctions were going to be more than that. Rudy Giuliani has just flagrantly violated all discovery obligations in this case. You may recall some of my earlier reporting where he didn't produce the documents, then he put forth this declaration that he was too broke and he was in arrears and payments from one of the discovery discovery vendors. And then when he had to actually put forward a declaration about his financial condition, he then said, oh, I found the money, but then didn't produce the actual documents. And then we identified that he called himself other names, like he was calling himself his mom's name on emails with people like his late mom and emails with people like Mark Meadows to try to hide communications. But Judge Beryl Howell had enough threatening to hold him in contempt, sanctioning him $90,000. And that's not even the verdict. In the case. So someone who's already strapped for cash now has to pay $90,000 in sanctions. And he's going to lose this case and likely have to pay millions of dollars when it goes to trial. My only gripe with Judge Beryl Howell, and I'm a big Judge Beryl Howell fan. You may remember that name because she was also the uh, chief judge in Washington, D.C. federal court. So she presided over the grand jury and made a lot of those rulings in special counsel. Jack Smith's investigation of Donald Trump, a lot of those big executive privilege, attorney-client privilege rulings she made in favor of special counsel Jack Smith, and she was affirmed on appeal, meaning she was not reversed, and those orders took big, big rulings. But she makes her orders in like three font in these minute orders, and she doesn't issue like these actual orders. I don't know, Brett, if you can actually pull it up eventually, but you have to like use a microscope to actually read her orders. And she's done it now multiple times, and you know it's just impossible. It's just impossible. To so that's my one. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find if I just actually we're getting in the first reaction of Rudy Giuliani right now to the oh, news. Really? Let's let's pull it up. <laughs> well, there, there, there you go. For the listeners, I pulled up the photo of Rudy's. Uh, I don't know whatever was dripping from his head during the press conferences. And back in what was this? Twenty. Some may say it's hair dye. Others may say they call him Rudy Kaludi Duty for any reason. But I will stop being. But but I will find the Judge Beryl Howell as he continue uh, actually delivering the real information to you. Know, okay, some some real information. Like let's talk about. This hearing that the MAGA Republicans held uh, in the Judiciary Committee, which was the oversight of the FBI hearing, right, where the MAGA Republicans who go on Fox and OAN and all this right-wing media, where they spread the most deranged conspiracies about the FBI director, Christopher Wray. Now, like, Christopher Wray has been a Republican his entire life. He was appointed by Donald Trump in 2017. And when Donald Trump appointed him, he said that he had all the qualifications, great credentials, very well respected. Um, Only five people voted against Christopher Wray's confirmation. The five people were Democrats. This is a Republican through and through. So it's like when you talk about in Arizona, the MAGA Republicans who say Rusty Bowers, the former Speaker of the House in Arizona, is a rhino. 
I say huh. his name is Rusty freaking Bowers, okay? He's as Republican as you get. But to me, what this hearing highlights is a broader theme. Yes, it clearly highlights that MAGA Republicans are out of their mind and dangerous and fashion. But it further highlights that the Republican Party is no more like it just it just doesn't exist right at the same time you have this hearing taking place you've got the MAGA republicans who are putting in all of these pills to the national defense authorization act you've got a MAGA republican senator from alabama alabama upperville holding alabama. up putting a stay and blocking promotions of military leaders it's the first time in a hundred years the marine corps is without a commandant and then all the other leadership and promotions are not able to take place because of a Republican, a MAGA Republican. They're doing all of their culture wars and having America must be removed from NATO in order for us to support the National Defense Authorization Act. Like insane, insane stuff. And so to me, the broader theme here that we should be talking about is that the Republican Party is just gone. And again, these are not conservative people. This is now the MAGA Republican Party. It is Trumpism. Trumpism equals fascism plus idiocracy equals Trumpism. That's what you're about to watch. So let's go through what went down in this hearing. You've got Republican Ken Buck, who's trying to remind his colleagues, because he knows what they're about to do. Yeah, you know, and he's trying. He's trying to do what he can do to be like, okay, people, remember, this is a Republican, but it's to no avail. So this is Ken Buck reminding his colleagues that Ray is a lifelong Republican nominated by Trump. Play the clip. He started out as a an AUSA, and I'm getting this information from Wikipedia, the great font of knowledge in the digital age, so I'm assuming that it's true, but you started out as an AUSA. You uh, were nominated by Republican President Bush for the position of Assistant Attorney General in the Criminal Division at the Department of Justice, and you were confirmed by a Republican Senate, if I uh, am, am correct in that. Uh, yes, by uh, unanimous voice vote. And, and you were then nominated by Republican President Donald Trump uh, to be the FBI director and again confirmed by Republican Senate uh, uh, for that position. Uh, yes, I think there were only five votes against me and they were all uh, from Democrats. Um, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, you're still a registered Republican and I hope you don't change your party affiliation after this hearing is over. <laughs> I make one point, member. Members of Congress have somewhere between five to 10, sometimes 15 legislative aides who work for them, ostensibly to give them information. Do you really have to say that it's based on Wikipedia? <laughs> Just versus you have the like Congressional Research Office. Like this isn't on some esoteric thing either. It's about the level of support within the chambers basically adjacent to his like where he works so I'm, I'm, it's a little curious that you have to well, let's, 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 let's dive in I, he's also not exactly a moderate member of the Republican Party of the House of Representatives either he just seems 
like a normal guy in this setting. He's a member of the Freedom, the so-called Freedom Caucus, Ken Buck, which is one of the most extreme parts of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. And he was actually confirmed, I think it was today, where he officially confirmed publicly, actually spoke out about the Freedom Caucus kicking out Marjorie Taylor Greene from the caucus. And he confirmed that that happened today. So he is like a leader of the Freedom Caucus. He was one of a few people to vote against the death ceiling bill. So this is no moderate guy, uh, you know, trying to extend a hand to Chris Ray because this Republican Party really just has gone so off the deep end here that it is outrageous that they now are going to spend the rest of this hearing. The only reason they called this hearing was just to yell at Christopher Ray, the Trump-appointed FBI director. And then they're going to go home and they're going to threaten to impeach him. So what? So that Biden can appoint an FBI director? What's what's the end result of this game? You're going to get rid of the Trump guy and you're going to have Biden appoint somebody? They never think these things through. It's so stupid. <laughs> Jordy, you look like you have something to say. No, I just want to add... You know, I'm, I'm going to take a slightly different opinion there, Ben. I think using Wikipedia as the source and announcing that he used Wikipedia actually gives him a little bit of credit here. Because, look, we all know how incompetent <laughs> these MAGA Republicans can be. Could you imagine how incompetent their aides are? So him <laughs> at least sourcing a, a, a semi-decently reliable He's source. He's like, look, I didn't, look I, didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time on this. I <laughs> the first thing I saw. I'm, I'm not going to lie. If any of this is false, just let me know. But this is what it's telling me. So, so let me give you Christopher Ray background, and we can compare that. So Jim Jordan, the MAGA Republican who chairs the Judiciary Committee, is not licensed to practice law. He went to law school, but Jim Jordan either never took the bar exam or never passed the bar exam. He's never been licensed to practice law yet. The MAGA Republicans put him to chair the Judiciary Committee to do hearings like this. Now let me tell you about FBI Director Christopher Wright. Graduated from Yale University in 1989 and then attended Yale Law School. He joined the government in 1997 as an assistant United States attorney for the Northern District of Georgia. From 2003 to 2005, Ray served as assistant attorney general in charge of the criminal division in George W. Bush's administration. He later was a litigation partner with the law firm King & Spalding, one of the top law firms in the country, from 2005 to 2016. So, someone who I disagree with politically, but has all of the qualifications, right? And this is someone who now the MAGA Republicans call a rhino. To which MAGA Republicans? Essentially all of them. I mean, this is MAGA Republican Harriet Hagman, who replaced Liz Cheney as the member of Congress for a while. This is MAGA Republican Harriet Hagman accusing Christopher Ray of discriminating against conservatives. Um, Mr. Ray from the Twitter files, Missouri versus Biden disclosures, the Durham investigation and report, and exposure and collapse of a Russia, Russian collusion hoax. The American people fully understand that there is a two-tier justice system that has been weaponized to persecute people based on their political beliefs, and that you have personally been weapon that you have personally worked to weaponize the FBI against conservatives. I asked Mr. Durham about this, to which he answered, I don't think that things can go too much further with the view that law enforcement, particularly the FBI, or Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered system of justice. The nation can't stand under those circumstances. 
Director Ray, what are you prepared to do to reform federal law enforcement in a manner which earns back the trust of the American people? Well, first off, I would disagree with your characterization of the FBI and certainly your description of my own approach. Uh, the idea that I'm biased against conservatives uh, seems somewhat insane to me, uh, given my own personal background. As to how we are approaching our work of protecting the American people and upholding the Constitution. It starts with me having emphasized to all of our folks over and over and over again in everything we do that we need to do the right thing in the right way, and that means following the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it. Now, Christopher Ray, you could just see him looking there as the question's being asked. Like, you know he's saying in his mind, yeah, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. How did this happen? How did this happen to the Republican Party? Yeah, like she's a moron. Like, like he's crouched over the kisses of moron. What the hell is going on here? Such a <laughs> disgrace that, that she is the person who took Liz Cheney's place in Congress. Oh, my gosh. You know, the whole hearing, though, it's it's a, a lot of the questions are like Harry Higman's question, right? They're a lot like, you know, a lot of people are losing faith in you. And a lot of people don't trust you right now. Could you explain why a lot of people don't trust you right now? Isn't there something that you need to do to make people trust you? And they have it backwards here, because the reason why your supporters do not trust the FBI is because you, Harriet Hageman, you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you, all these Republicans, every single day are spreading lies and conspiracy theories about the FBI. Then you have the nerve to go, oh, a lot of our followers don't trust you anymore. Yes, you are the one sowing the distrust. What the hell do you think? And they know uh. they're doing it. They know they're doing it. They know that this is all a sham. But this is the game that they play. They cause the problem, and then they try to blame someone else for the problem and use that as pretext to take anti-democratic action. Yeah, you all, you MAGA Republicans, you came up with this deranged conspiracy that this Trump supporter, Ray Epps, who's this, this guy from Arizona, who didn't even know why he was in Washington, D.C. His son invited him, he's like, whatever, I'm a Trump supporter, I'm going to be there. That this Ray Epps guy was somehow a secret agent working for the FBI to incite the January 6th insurrection as a false flag operation. Now, this isn't just some crazy thing that's like on 4chan or like circulating in some crazy conspiracy theories. This is what mainstream modern day Republicans who are MAGA Republicans are saying. Incidentally, Ray Epps just sued Fox in a massive defamation case for spreading that as well and platforming those lies that he was a secret agent but like christopher ray the fbi director is being asked questions about this by MAGA republicans like he like how ridiculous that the fbi director has to sit there and explain that the notion that what took place during the january 6th insurrection was orchestrated by the fbi is made up and is a conspiracy like he had to articulate that that is how far this MAGA republican party has brought down the republican party here watch christopher ray basically say what are you even talking about with this january 6th nonsense play the clip do you have any knowledge of Ray Epps being a secret government agent? Uh, no. Uh, I will say this notion that somehow the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and agents uh, is ludicrous and is a disservice to our brave, hardworking, dedicated men and women. 
MAGA Republicans attacking the military, got MAGA Republicans attacking the FBI and DOJ and, and law enforcement. You've got MAGA Republicans attacking, you know, every government entity should be shut down. It is just deranged, deranged, deranged. But look, what I like about... This guy's life. They ruined their own supporters' life. A Trump voter, somebody who voted for Trump twice, ruined the guy's life. Somebody who was at the January 6th insurrection <laughs> because he listened to Donald Trump, because he listened to Fox News, because he listened to Newsmax, showed up and then got riled up and the night before said, let's go to the Capitol on camera. And then when he got there that day, he actually felt bad when he saw people storming the Capitol. I don't even think he went in himself. And so they used that as pretext to call him the FBI agent and literally ruined their own person's life. Like, this is one of them. And you saw his testimony in the January 6th uh, report. And I'm just going to say, he didn't come off as the brightest of guys. It just seemed like he got so involved in all of this, like all these people, but then the second in the cult that you become a liability for the cult, you become a suppressive person, and they have to pick you out. You have to become the enemy. You're Antifa, you're the FBI, you're a plan. It can't just be, oh, I guess our rhetoric actually has consequences, okay? I guess the things that we say, the toxicity in which we pollute the discourse every single day, oh my gosh, it has consequences? That can't be. It must be the FBI. And that would be one thing if it were just fringe, crazy people on the internet saying it. But when you have Congress people calling in the FBI director to make these claims, it is absolutely outrageous. And it shows that they are not even living in reality. And when you even say what actually happened, if you say, like, if we were to go online and post, Ray Epps was not the federal agent. Ray Epps was MAGA. We would get a ton of comments from MAGA people saying, no, what are you talking about? Oh, he was a fed. Oh, then, then what do you think about this? They can't accept basic reality. They, it, 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 it's like, what do you do in that point? Yeah, and one of the things, well, how do, you, how do you explain this is that the Department of Justice has not yet charged him. They say that's part of the conspiracy. Well, Ray Epps says in the lawsuit that he filed against Fox, this massive defamation case, no, no, they told me they're going to charge me. I was just not one of the violent people. So frankly, I don't even know if DOJ has a strong case to charge him. Like, no, you know, they're going to. They are going I to. Know, charge I know. Him. I know. They said that they are yeah. in the thing. I'm. I'm just saying. To me, it actually sounds like one of the tougher cases since he didn't actually enter the Capitol. Um, but I don't know the full scope of. No, what he told he people to go eat. There was yeah. one point where he told people, "Let's go charge the Capitol." And then when he was like, oh shit, they're charging the Capitol, this is getting violent. Then he's like, okay, okay, okay they're doing okay. what I told hey, them hey, to hey, do. Hey, let's not do it. So, no, the DOJ is going to charge him, and he said that. And so this whole talking point, well, then they didn't, they didn't charge him. It's just, there's, yeah. no, there, there, there's no self-reflection. There, there, there's no internalizing within the MAGA Republican mindset to just their behavior. They always, have, they always, Fred, to your point, have to find a scapegoat because it's never them. They can never, they can never You're be so able right. to And then, Jay, what do they do next? They double down. They yeah, double down. and then they oh, double down also, and take their They said they were going to charge them because they want to throw us off now. Yeah, and, and so the conspiracies get crazier and crazier and crazier. It turns into this whole circular firing squad, and ultimately, yeah. you're going to be looking at these next November elections when they come up. They're not going to have many allies on their side anymore because they've decided to turn on all all of their own people. So, you know, like when their fake whistleblower turns out to be an unlawful CCP agent, most people would reflect upon that and go, <laughs> you, you, "You know what? You know what? We got that wrong." 
and we take this very serious. But instead of Kevin McCarthy, and we're going to show this video in a little bit, you've got Kevin McCarthy go, no, you know what? That makes him a more credible, really. The <laughs> fact that he was working uh, with our enemy to try to cause harm to our country makes him more credible. They've all lost their minds. And here, Democratic Congress member Ted Lieu, and we're going to see Congress member Eric Swallow. What I love is that they use these feelings to shed light on the truth. Okay, you want to call Christopher Ray here? Let's be very clear about a few things. So here, Congressman Ted Lieu goes and explains, here are all the people in Trump's orbit. They have one thing in common. Namely, they're all Clintons. Trump advisor Roger Stone was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, that's my recollection. Trump donor Elliot Brady was convicted in a federal court, correct? Also my recollection. The attorney general at the time for those two convictions was Bill Barr. Which president nominated Bill Barr for attorney general? Uh, president Trump. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, was convicted on two separate occasions in a federal court, correct? I believe that's correct. The attorney general at the time for Cohen's second conviction was Matthew Whitaker. Which president appointed Matthew Whitaker as acting attorney general? Uh, president Trump. Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was convicted in a federal court, correct? This is yes. Ted Leo. Trump's former deputy Fucking brilliant guy, man. I already Mr. thanked him on Twitter before court, they... Correct? That's my record. And made a clip of Trump's this. Trump's campaign foreign policy advisor, Thank you. George Papadopoulos, was convicted in a federal Just give court. Give credit where credit's due. Uh, yes, I think Tell them when they're doing the right thing. The attorney general at the time of those three cases was Jeff Sessions. Which president nominated Jeff Sessions for attorney general? President Trump. You were the FBI director for all of those cases at the time. Which president nominated you? President Trump. Okay. What these facts show is we don't have a two-tiered system of justice. We have one Department of Justice that goes after criminals regardless of party ideology. All of these folks were convicted under the administrations of three separate Republican attorneys general. It is not the fault of the FBI that Donald Trump surrounded himself with criminals. Donald Trump brought that upon himself. Thank you to the FBI for exposing the cesspool of corruption of these Trump associates. Just how, just, just that, think about this. You've got a Democrat in Ted Lieu right there. You've got Christopher Ray, who is a Republican. And at this hearing, Ray is being attacked by the Republicans, who are MAGA Republicans. And you've got in the position of the person who's like saying the obvious things to be helpful to the witness, you have the Democratic member of Congress who's helping and saying the positive things about the work being done by the witness. Like, the roles have just completely turned upside down. And frankly, I, I, I guess that's a bit of a misnomer. The only thing that's turned completely upside down is the Republican Party by becoming the MAGA Republican Party. And the Democrats are just saying, yeah, these are criminals. It's not two-tiered justice. These people committed crimes. They either pled guilty or they were convicted before a jury. And I'd go one step further than Ted Lewis. It's not that Donald Trump just surrounds himself with criminals. It's that Donald Trump is the criminal. It's everywhere he goes. It's not like he's just a magnet 
for a criminal. Oops, criminal. Oops, criminal. No, it happened again. Oops, criminal. That's me being. That's me being a. That's me being a magnet, Jordy. Like I don't just stick to him. Good magnet skills. He's a criminal, and everybody who works for him does criminal stuff because he's like a mafia leader. I want to show you what Congress member Eric Swalwell said and what others said. But first, let's take our first quick break. Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Manukura Honey. Did you know that the best tasting honey on the planet comes from New Zealand? It's called Manuka Honey. Manukura has absolutely mastered the art of beekeeping. Their super honey is always 100% raw and has a rich and creamy texture that appropriate places to store classified confidential information. Well, again, I don't want to be commenting on the pending case, but I will say that there are specific rules about where to store classified information and that those need to be stored in a SCIF, a secure compartmentalized information facility. And uh, in my experience, ballrooms, bathrooms, and bedrooms are not SCIFs. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Here's one of my favorite scenes from this hearing where Congressman Eric Swell mocks Republicans for losing the election um, because they say that they weren't able to post non-consensual nudes from Hunter Biden's laptop. It's like, I like that he just cuts through all of the BS and goes, all right, so what's the issue with the laptop? A private citizen's laptop of him naked and doing drugs? That's okay. That's what, that's why you lost the 2020 election. Like, we're still thinking about that. That's what you're still talking about. Like, do y'all realize how insane that is? And I just want to you know, as Congress member Eric Swalwell is speaking, you've got Jim Jordan like a freaking mosquito, like bzz, bzz, bzz. and Eric Swalwell has to keep like swatting him, like swatting him away. Jim Jordan, can I, can I, can I talk? Can I talk? Can I talk? No, no, get away, you mosquito. Get, you need a Jim Jordan's. You need a Jim Jordan zapper, like zap here. <laughs> Chairman, I've counted in this hearing, and we're only about an hour and a half in, the use of the word laptop about 20 times. In fact, in the chairman's opening statement, he said that he's upset that he believes the FBI prevented more Americans from learning about a private citizen's laptop. That is bananas to me. You all are bringing up FISA, every single question. You're essentially saying to the American people that you're guardians of personal security and privacy, but the 2020 election was determined because the FBI, no, because the FBI didn't let more Americans see a private citizen's non-consensual nudes? Is that what we're saying here? That you lost the election not because of your ideas, but because a private citizen's laptop you want an answer? Will wasn't you? out there? <laughs> that's, that's bananas. No. Like you? you should be a party of ideas, not a party of non-consensual nudes <laughs> Will you to help you win an election. Will you yield it for an answer? like that is what the objection is here today. <laughs> we should be talking about the mass shootings that occurred over the last 10 days. Uh, and said, the, this yeah. hearing has turned into absolute chaos. Fucking ca kangaroo chaos and a total fascist clown about. show because of people like Jim Jordan. And remember what I said, though. There's a reason why I mentioned Jim Jordan's qualifications, because he doesn't have the intelligence, background, experience, emotional intelligence, nor the attachment to reality for the job. 
and that's not just unique to Jim Jordan. And I gave the contrast because, look, Christopher Ray is someone who I probably disagree with politically on a number of things, but fundamentally when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to investigating domestic terrorism, when it comes to taking things like the January 6th insurrection very seriously, and it's never an issue. You know, the MAGA Republicans are always like, and they're going after conservatives at the school boards for speaking their mind. Nope, that is never what happens. The FBI does investigate when a MAGA Republican acts like a terrorist at a school board meeting and threatens to blow up the school. That is not an attack on conservative speech. That is an investigation of a terroristic threat. That is what is 